Protect your next vacation investment with TripInsurance.com. Affordable trip insurance coverage for every budget. Get a quote at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios at the Miami Beach Convention Center, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? I'm Doug Parker. Yes, we are broadcasting from the Miami Beach Convention Center at the 30th Annual Cruise Shipping Miami. Now, if you're not familiar with this conference, I guess you could say it's a meeting of the minds, if you will, where over 10,000 cruise delegates from all over the world come together to talk cruising, to talk destinations, hardware, software, and uh, cruise trends. On this show, we'll talk to some executives to uh, touch on some of those trends, uh, Windstar Cruises, MSC Cruises. Uh, we'll see what's trending in the family travel sector. Believe it or not, uh, family travel was huge this year. We'll also talk with marine conservationist and artist Guy Harvey. Yeah, excited about that. But first, we just got out of the state of the global cruise industry where they had an executive panel uh, with four CEOs from uh, four major players in the game. The executive panel consisted of cruise line executives, uh, PR Francisco from MSC Cruises, Kevin Sheehan of Norwegian Cruise Lines, Richard Fain, of course, from Royal Caribbean, and Arnold Donald. He's the new guy at Carnival Corp and PLC. Now, the panel, while it was entertaining, while the big executives took jabs at each other about each other's cruise line, uh, it was a little different these, uh, this year because it was moderated by BBC's world news anchor, Caddy Cat. Now, this was the first time it's ever been moderated by someone uh, outside of the cruise industry. I guess you could say a cruise industry outsider, if you will. Queued up, we have a clip of Caddy Cat asking Arnold Donald his thoughts. So, you talked about the need to expand growth, to bring on new customers. Where where do you think, from the cruise industry's perspective, globally, that growth is going to come from, Arnold? Okay, well, two quick comments. One is on the recession. The cruise industry should do really well in a recession. Because Because we're such a great great value. And in fact, we're probably more cost-effective than visiting your relatives. And depending on your relatives, we're a lot more fun. (laughs) So, I mean, it really should do well in a recession. So I think growth is opportunities are everywhere. You saw the map that Christine put up, and, you know, we have 3% penetration or whatever it was in the U.S., 2.5 in Canada, so on and so forth. So there's plenty of upside opportunity. And technically, we're actually capacity constrained because we can only build so many ships a year. The industry could add, what, another 24 ships in the course of 2014, 2015? Yeah, something like that. But the reality is, you know, you can only add so many ships because... I know the shipyards are here, but they can only build so many ships in a year. And so if we wanted to double penetration in a year, we couldn't. You know, we have 100 and something ships. We can't go from 102 ships to 204 ships overnight. We couldn't. That was a quote from Arnold Donald. He is the new president of Carnival Corp. And uh, it was kind of comical how he's uh, tied in the whole family thing with cruising. Better than going to your in-laws. Well said, Donald. If you want to hear the full uh, executive panel from Cruise Shipping Miami, I'm going to go ahead and upload that. Uh, Just look for the link in the show notes at cruiseradio.net. Joining us now is Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, found at cruiseguy.com. Hey, Stuart. Hey, Doug. How are you? Good, man. Great seeing you. So, uh, big week here at Cruise Shipping Miami. Um, Not as many... uh, Big announcements this week, as we've seen in the past years, but uh, some significant things happened. Norwegian Cruise Line, some news this morning. Well, it's exactly what we shared with the cruise radio (laughs) listeners back in December. Surprise! (laughs) Norwegian Escape is going to be departing a round trip out of Miami beginning in November of 2015, so she will be home ported, be out of Miami, in addition to Norwegian Getaways. Norwegian Getaway will move to a Western Caribbean itinerary and Norwegian Escape will be doing their traditional Eastern Caribbean, which is which is really a nice a nice move. 
and I plan on asking Kevin Sheehan this later on in the show when I talk to him, but what is your feelings on uh, these two ships? Do you think it's going to affect pricing or shake things up? Keep in mind, this is um, this is Norwegian Cruise Lines, really, you know, they're, they're really retaking Miami. They really, they haven't had a year-round, seven-day ship sailing out of Miami since the Norway in 2003. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been 11 years since they've had it. Getaway is going to fill that void. Uh, you know, the, the pricing, look, they'd like to see better pricing on Norwegian Getaway right now, but there's also a lot more competition out of Miami. You've got MSC sailing here around, and then of course in Fort Lauderdale you've got Princess sailing here around. So this summer is going to have the most options to the Caribbean. And also in the press conference this morning, NCL announced the artist to paint the whole of the ship. In the past, we've seen Peter Max, we've seen Lebo from here in Miami, and who was today? Well, it was Guy Harvey, yeah, uh, who is very, uh, very well known. You know, he's definitely a marine conservationist. He's, I mean, he's he's up there with uh, I think probably the biggest name in the in the business is Wyland. But uh, you know, both guys are just really fanatical about uh, marine life, and I mean, this is definitely going to be his largest canvas right. for Guy Harvey to you know to have and be able to get his artwork out. And you know, look at, at some point, you know, the the art may be worth more than the ship at some point in time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, a lot of people like the design. I mean, it's 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 a little it's it's different than the um, the, the, mermaid the well the the fire hurling serpent on uh, Norwegian getaway, <laughs> where you call it mermaid with uh, the sun, but it looks like she's hurling fire. But um, I mean, it's 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 nice. You know, people. You know, there's a lot of people that like it. Uh, you know, it's it's very pretty, and it's just another way for them to differentiate their ships. And we'll be talking with Guy Harvey a little later on in the show too. But uh, I I really don't know who he is besides seeing his names on T-shirts. But I guess he's just this big. He's a big deal. He's a very well-known artist. We also had a press conference today with uh, Windstar Cruises, who uh, they just recently acquired three ships. From there, they're refurbishing them and making them like the Windstar brand. But they're basically doubling their occupancy in like a year and a half. Um, it's it's going to be amazing. Uh, they're getting the three original Seaborne ships. The first one is going to be Seaborne Pride, mm-hmm. and that'll become Star Pride for Windstar. And they take delivery of it uh, at the end of March, and uh, it'll go through uh, a month and a half of... Uh, of work, mm-hmm. and that it will de- it'll debut as Star Pride in uh, in Europe uh, in May. So I mean, it's right around the corner. And then the other two ships will be in uh, 2015 uh, on some very unique itineraries. Which uh, I mean, Windstar in Iceland. I mean, wow. Yeah. I mean, some really, really. I mean, the, the the guys there, the executives there, they have such a. I mean, they're they're just amazing individuals. There's no place on in the world that they're they're not ready to go. I mean, they're going to Tahiti. They're returning to Tahiti this summer. Um, I mean, just a really, really nice group of people, but really, really smart. And they've got some great itineraries. And the ships, the quality that they've reinvigorated these ships with is really terrific. And I, I can't wait to go back on them. Earlier this week, we had a chance to sit in on the State of the Industry address, which is basically where the cruise lines have been over the past year and where they're going into the future. Did I get that right, you think? Yeah. I mean, the, the real focus, Doug, is really, you know, we, we need to, they, they want to put the past behind us. Mm. I mean, the industry is, is so resilient and so incredible with so much opportunity that the point was that was then, this is now. We really did a lot. We learned a lot. We're not going to make similar mistakes again as an industry, and we're going forward. And there's some really amazing opportunities for the industry to build on, to get higher pricing, to get more ships uh, built, to get more people to be able to experience cruising. Because keep in mind, I mean, we haven't really impacted uh, Las Vegas and Orlando vacationers, sure. which is the largest competitor for cruising, and, and get those people out of the hotels and on the ships. Because, I mean, there's some really great places. And the nice thing about Sea Trade is every almost every port that has 
has anything to do with the cruise industry is here. Yeah. And and when you meet with the uh, different representatives and you see all the different places that are potentially could go, I mean, I I mean, Southeast Asia is easily going to be one of the best and most sought after cruise destinations. And if they could just get people to understand. It's not as expensive. The flight's not that bad. You're going to see some really incredible cities, some wonderful hospitality. Um, I think the epicenter of Southeast Crazy Cruises is probably going to develop in Hong Kong. And uh, when you see, you know, the, the port that they're de- that they're developing there, um, there's some amazing opportunity. To you, were there any takeaways from the state of the industry, or was it the same dog and pony showed for the past years? It's it's a lot of the same thing, I guess. Really, explanations. I think you know some of the. I think what was not explained uh, very well, maybe some of the executives didn't really eloquently discuss or really didn't understand themselves, why, you know, why does the media, you know, pick on the industry so much? And I think it's very simple. These are, bra- you know, we've seen brazen images and it's great for ratings for these media outlets because a lot of people don't know it and they'll believe anything that you tell them. Right. And when you see a 115,000 or 120,000 ton ship with a couple people, su- you know, uh, went, were, with people suffering and they can make a big deal about it. I mean, if people, yeah. you know, complain that mints were not put on their pillow, they'll make a big deal about it and people will watch it because cruising is, I mean, we're not talking about a little tiny car. People, most people can't relate to ships that carry three to four to 5,000 people. And when they see these monstrous images, it's really interesting. But the nice thing is that the, 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 the viewers are just watching it. Mm-hmm. They're not. Bu- they're not buying into it. And you, and the facts are are in the in the in the pudding. When you take a look at record booking months for Carnival Cruise Line specifically in January, and when you see the brand reports that their image, um, according to the brand index, um, has already uh, uh, returned to its 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 pre Carnival Triumph level. And when you see a record coupled with the record booking months, look, consumers have uh, voted with their bookings, mm-hmm. and they're confident in the products, and they feel safe, and they're, they're not buying any of this nonsense. Very good. Stuart, man, good seeing you, and enjoy the rest of the conference. All right, buddy, take care. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker from my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Always enjoy hanging out with our next guest here on Cruise Radio, Nancy Schreider from the Family Travel Network. Hey, Nancy. Hey, Doug. It's great to be with you, as always. You just got out of a family travel panel. You were um, 
attending. So what are we seeing as far as trends in 2014 and moving forward for family travel? Well, you know, one of the things that they're talking about here a lot, and this goes across the travel industry, is multi-generational vacations, and that's huge in the the cruise business. Multi-generational cruising and cruising itself is great for multi-generational families because there's something for everybody. And, you know, about 37% of grandchildren, uh, grandparents took their kids on, on a vacation recently, and a massive number of, you know, people are going on these types of vacations. The other trend that's happening a lot too is kids choose and you know the research shows that anywhere between 60 and 90 percent of parents are saying that kids are very influential Mm -hmm. in the choices of family destinations for vacations and cruising is fantastic for kids so couldn't be any more perfect all those kinds of trends are lining up well, and with more kids, it seems like uh, that kind of would tie into product and uh, cruise line innovation with the offerings. Absolutely. And you're seeing that on the ships, you know, with some of the amazing water parks that are there, the, the branding partnerships with, you know, Dr. Seuss and others that are out there and, you know, working things on the ships. Um, the kids and teens programs are very innovative. And you're seeing a lot of um, real growth in experiential kids and teens programs programs uh, rather than let's just pop the kids in front of a particular place. Um, I think also the kids choose element is figuring into some of the marketing and advertising. If you saw Carnival's spot in on the Olympics, they had uh-huh. these kids, you know, flying down the water slide. <laughs> what kid or adult wouldn't right. want to be doing that? So it's great. <laughs> I notice um, because when I have my other show, uh, the weekend travel show, all these destinations I talk to on that show always talk about multi-generational travel and you just hit on it, but it seems like right now it's bigger than the past five years I've been doing this. And the bottom line is that's going to continue because over the next uh, 18 years, about 77 million Americans are going to be turning 65. And the deal with baby boomers is they want to leave behind experiences, not things. And what a better way to do that than travel. And so multi-generational vacations are going to continue to grow and grow. Um, And, you know, most of these families have grown up traveling together. So as those kids become, you know, they're now millennials, Mm -hmm. they are still traveling with their families as young adults. And then they have kids. They just keep on going. And the cruise lines are evolving to cater to multi-generational? Absolutely. You can see it in, um, you know, some of the the new stateroom designs where they're going to be having multi-generational connecting cabins, almost like apartments Mm -hmm. where, you know, grandma can be in one and then the the kids are here and then the family's here, definitely across the board. So they're looking at that in terms of programming. They're looking at it in terms of the ship build and what they're offering. They're looking at it in terms of partnerships and, and branding partnerships as well. At the end of the day, what does that mean for the cruise radio listener? That means you're going to have an even more fun experience as a family or multi-generational group on the ships because they're coming out with new, innovative, exciting things. So you're going to be looking at what's there and saying, oh my gosh, I have got to go on this. So it's going to be a, an even more exciting experience and they're going to be even offering more and more for every member of the family, not just for parents or kids or whatever. Everybody has to have a good time. Very good. We talk with Nancy Strider with the Family Travel Network, found at familytravelnetwork.com. Always great seeing you, Nancy. Love being with you, Doug. We're hanging out with wildlife marine conservationist and artist Guy Harvey. Welcome to the show, sir. Hey, Doug. Thanks for having me on today. So uh, for the folks who don't know about you, because I know I'm in Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, 
I see a lot of Guy Harvey t-shirts around town, but you're, you're more than just a, a t-shirt artist, right? For sure. Uh, my hobby became my profession. I'm actually a fishery scientist, and I've been doing the, the art business for 30 years, Doug. Um, my line of apparel has been out for 28 of those 30 years, and so it's a, it's a well-established brand, and we take money from those licensing programs and put it back into marine research work and education programs. And this uh, particular project with Norwegian Cruise Line is one of those educational programs whereby the art on the ship becomes a, a sailing billboard uh, championing the, the need for conservation. But also on board, we'll be having our educational documentaries shown. There'll be artwork available for purchase and so on. And all those funds will go back into the cause that uh, you know, we, we started many years ago. The important thing here is that the cruise ship business is now... I'm, I'm trying to get them more engaged in conservation. Sure. They, they don't have a great track record. Yeah. And we need to bump up that track record and get them more involved and concerned with the issues that face the Caribbean. The artwork is amazing for Norwegian Escape. For our listeners, explain now, what did you pick and why did you pick these creatures? The, the biggest fish, of course, is, is on the bow is the sailfish. It's the iconic game fish of uh, the southern U.S., particularly South Florida. Remember, the ship is being based in Miami, so we've mm-hmm. we got to be, remember that. Then we've got um, other animals that are common throughout the Caribbean, like the turtles uh, that are making a fantastic recovery. We've got stingrays, uh, big in the interactive programs. We've got uh, frigate birds throughout the Caribbean. Wherever the ship is going to go, there's going to be a frigate bird somewhere in sight. Right. And then we've got the, um, the iconic whale shark, which is the largest of all fish, fittingly put on the largest of all NCL ships. And um, they're a wonderful animal to swim with. We also do a lot of research work on those in Mexico. Then toward the end, to, toward the stern, we have a, a coral reef environment, which mm-hmm. is what most snorkelers and divers are familiar with in the Caribbean. And for the country in which I live, which is the Cayman Islands, the coral reef environment is the biggest attraction right. and still is for many of the other Caribbean countries. So that's why we chose these various topics to represent the Caribbean sea around us. Was it a natural fit for you to team up with Norwegian Cruise Line? It's become that. Um, as I was just saying to another reporter, it was an absolute honor to be asked to do this in the first place. And of course, you know, I've, I've done other large murals before. I worked with Wyland before and different projects here in Florida. But um, this is a thousand foot long canvas. And yeah. I'm, I'm delighted to be given this blank canvas to, to work on. Are we going to see uh, Guy Harvey on scaffolding painting these uh, on the side of the ship? I would like to think so. <laughs> I am certainly going to go to Germany to the shipyard at some point when the, the, uh, the, the murals are nearly complete to view the work and obviously go for a photo up and just see how it came out because I'm intrigued as to how they're going to actually execute this. Is this your biggest canvas yet? This is by far my largest canvas. The, the biggest one before this is the one at uh, Nova Southeastern University's uh, University Center, which is 300 feet by 60 feet. So wow. this is 1,000 feet by... Dr. Guy Harvey, thanks for being on Cruise Radio, sir. My pleasure, Doug, and uh, see you all soon. Hanging out with Joe Duckett, Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Windstar Cruises. Joe, welcome to Cruise Radio, my friend. Great to be here. So uh, first off, for our listeners who may not be familiar with the Windstar Cruises brand, uh, kind of give us a little overview. The Windstar brand, well, it's um, a small ship luxury cruise line, uh, fewer than 300 passengers, and with that, we're, we're able to not only promote ourselves as a private yacht experience, but deliver on that. Uh, guests get access to things they couldn't get on a bigger ship, both uh, on board and on shore. No lines, no hassle, so it's, it's very much a private yacht experience, all about you, all about the guest where we bring them closer to the world. 
as far as like uh, dining venues on your ship, is it more of a casual atmosphere or is it like a, a suit and tie every night? Uh, no jacket or tie required. Okay. Uh, we, although we do have folks that dress up for dinner. Our fine dining restaurant, Amphora, uh, folks tend to dress up, uh, but they don't have to. I mean, Windstar is really all about casual elegance. Okay. You're going to see all of the luxury and appointments and look and feel of a luxury cruise ship, second to none. But the atmosphere and the style is much more casual elegant. You're pretty much doubling your capacity in like a year and a half and going from like 600 beds to over 1,000 beds. Um, business must be good, I take it? Business is good. In fact, part of the reason that uh, you know now we're making this move is that we need more capacity, selling our, our traditional capacity very well. So the time was right to look at how can we expand the fleet, uh, how can we do it in a way that really keeps with our brand platform and positioning of private yacht experience. And these three ships really fit that. They, you know, fewer than 300 passengers, they themselves have a heritage of a yacht-like experience. Right. And so it was a perfect fit for us. I guess we should tell our listeners that uh, with Windstar Cruises, you guys just acquired three new ships, so it's you can have a sailing experience or a ship experience. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, the we break the 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 yachts down into uh, our Wind class, mm-hmm. which is the Wind ships, Wind Spirit, Wind Star, Wind Surf, and the Star class yachts. Uh, and probably the most notable thing there is that they're all suite which the wind-class yachts are not. There are some suites on the wind-class yachts, but star-class yachts are all suite, obviously no sails. Mm -hmm. But really, everything else is very much the same. Um, They've been renovated in the same design and contemporary warm style that the wind-class yachts have been, even the same restaurant names and venues. Um, So the same wind-star experience is on both ships. So with one being a sailing ship and one being an actual ship, say I wanted to cruise in Asia, will I have the option to either do it on a sailing ship or a yacht? We're going to spread them out um, because what this fleet expansion allows us to do is take, uh, uh, for example, our Wind Spirit sailing yacht Mm -hmm. and bring her back down to Tahiti, a place we've always wanted to go, uh, and now we can do that. Perfect uh, way to experience Tahiti on a, a luxury sailing yacht. And then allows us to take a little faster ship like the Star Pride and send her off to Asia. So this this opens up opportunities. And what is your personal favorite itinerary that Windstar is doing right now, or or could be coming up? Wow, you know, I I have to say I've I've been back on our Greek Isles and Turkish nice. delights uh, voyage a few times. Okay. And uh, there's no better way to do that than on a sailing yacht. It's yeah. just uh, it's just an incredible experience. We've been talking to Joe Duckett for Windstar Cruises. Thanks for being on Cruise Radio. Glad to be here. He's a senior vice president of sales and marketing for MSC Cruises. Ken Musket, welcome, my friend. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah, good to see you again. So MSC Davina, last time we spoke, we were on board MSC Davina, and uh, here we are a couple months later. Uh, how's the response been? How's it doing? Davina's doing great. You know, it, it's a uh, competitive environment, of course, in the Caribbean, and, and we got a, a lot to do to get the share of voice out there, but um, the response has been tremendous. Um, really, really good response on what we've done to enhance the ship with some of the more North American expectations, while uh, keeping 
bring our Mediterranean spirit in there. Everything from people that have sailed with us before who really love the enhancements, um, people that are sailing with us for the first time that are completely wowed at how beautiful the ship is. I think, you know, MSC is a fairly still unknown brand in North America, and we're doing a lot to build that up. So when people see the ship... Um, and step on board for the first time, they realize, wow, this is, you know, 4,000 plus passenger ship. That's yeah. really a beauty that competes with the big guys out there. So um, response has been really, really good. Four million people cruise out of Port Miami annually. What are you doing to capture some of that market? We're doing everything that we can from all sort of marketing angles. Okay. You know, we're on TV, we're on radio, we're doing outdoor billboards, especially locally in Miami and, and throughout Florida, New York, Chicago. Um, and, uh, you know, a, a lot of what we're doing, you know, I was on a panel yesterday talking a lot about word of mouth and the social media efforts. And, you know, as much as we can share um, photos of Davina, videos of Davina, and we get people to share their experiences of what a great time they had, it's helping us. Right. You know, as far as being out of Port Miami and generating sales in, in Miami, um, you know, we, we do things with transfers, we do things with air, mm-hmm. we do things to make sure people understand how easy it is to get from the airport to the ship, and, and there's such an experienced cruise market in South Florida right. um, that many of them, fortunately for us, just like to try the new guy yeah. and, and like to do something different. So we're getting a lot of people that have cruised before on other brands that now, um, we'd like to think that they're all loyal, but they're not, mm-hmm. and we'd, uh, so they're now trying a out for the first time, and response has been great. What is really working for you uh, on MSC Davina? I remember when I was on there, I did a, a spin class in the water, which was really, really cool. In a, I think it was an infinity pool, yeah. I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's one of the things. You know, we've got a few unique things like that. The aqua cycling, the, the Formula One race car, the 4D movie right. theater. You know, some of these things are very unique to what Davina has to offer. Um, you know, one of the things that I think people really enjoy is just the Mediterranean spirit. And um, it's a little bit of a different sort of influence. The homemade pastas, the fine wines, you know, you know, the partnerships we have with Italy, the restaurant, and Nutella, Segafredo Coffee. Sure. Um, so all of those things people are, are really enjoying. What we do consistently get positive feedback about all the time, no matter what, is the entertainment. Yeah. People love the shows that are in the theater. They love what we're doing with the singers and dancers. And um, it gets great response every time. Awesome. And uh, so in 2014, we're seeing this big shift in multi-generational travel. I mean, you know, you're seeing partnerships that you wouldn't even imagine you would have seen 10 years ago. What is MSC Cruises doing to embrace that? One of the unique things that we have is the Yacht Club. And a lot of people only think about the Yacht Club as more of a premium experience that is, you know, a little bit of an escape. This offers such an advantage for the multi-generational traveler because a lot of times the grandparents, you know, of course we all want to think that families all want to be together all the time, but that's not always the case. So the grandparents would love to bring the whole family on board and love to experience what this ship has to offer. But the opportunity to go up to the Yacht Club, which is a key access only area, and have their little escape with their private pool, private restaurant and everything is great for the multi-generational market. So so, you know, there's that. And then just the fact that the ship offers so much for all different age groups mm-hmm. that you can be as relaxed as you want. You can be as sedentary or as active as you want to be. The kids love it. The grandparents love it. Um, we have a, a promotion. I mean, it's a it's a standard um, pricing where kids on, kids 11 and under sail free. Mm-hmm. Um, that is available on all ships all the time. The one caveat to that is sometimes we have other promotions that are even better. Mm-hmm. So in some of the other promotions, you don't get the kids free because the promotion is actually 
really better. But for people that are looking to travel with families, um, whether it's 11 and under where it's completely free or 12 to 17 where you get a nice discount, mm-hmm. it's great for, uh, for families. I mean, cruising is an incredible value to begin with, but the uh, Kids Sail Free program is something that MSC is really uh, known for. One ship year-round home ported in Port Miami. Any, uh, anything you want to maybe hint around to us about a, a second one coming at some point? I, 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 there's not much I can say, of course, as always happens in these kinds of things, but I can guarantee you that the brand is um, poised to grow and uh, grow you know, the fleet around the world, but definitely um, an opportunity in North America. So hopefully you know, in the not-too-distant future, we'll be able to talk about additional capacity. Very good. Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing for MSC Cruises, Mr. Ken Musket. Thank you so much for spending some time, man. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Thank you. Very good. That'll do it for this episode of Cruise Radio from the Miami Beach Convention Center, where Cruise Shipping Miami 2014 is wrapping up for another year. Yeah, I can't wait to come back next year, though. Except the expensive hotels. Yeah, they're pretty pricey down here because it's uh, right in the middle of spring break. Uh, A big thank you to all of our guests who stopped by the broadcast today. Also, we kicked off the program with a sound clip from the Global State of the Cruise Industry Executive Panel. If you want to hear that whole panel, just go to cruiseradio.net and check out the show notes for this episode. And uh, we have it uploaded there for you to listen to. Don't forget, we have an app called Cruise Radio Live available in your smartphone app store. And before we go, a big thank you to all the hardworking folks at Newman PR, Buck Banks, Julie Ellis, Andy Newman, Lauren, and uh, the gang there for accommodating all of us throughout the week. I know it can be a little bit of a uh, a hassle sometimes or a pain in the butt, but uh, thank you for jumping through hoops for us. We really, really do appreciate that. Broadcasting from the Miami Beach Convention Center at Cruise Shipping Miami 2014, I'm Doug Parker, and this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio is recorded weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Download the Cruise Radio app. Hear Cruise Radio on TuneIn Radio, the Stitcher Radio Network, iTunes, CruiseAddicts.com, and on our website at CruiseRadio.net. For advertising opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.